He died. He was buried. He arose. He is seated at the right hand, in authority. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him, that the communication of your faith may become effective by the precise, accurate knowledge of every good thing which is in you, in Christ Jesus. 2018. Knowing Him. Knowing Me. Welcome to Yakal House, a New Testament church. And now, our senior pastor, Prophet Gilbert Osei. That scriptures are the boundary for Christianity. It's important that there are certain things I have to continuously say them. Repetition is good for clarity. Repetition is good for emphasis. Emphasis is a basis for truth. Repetition is good for clarity. Clarity is important for emphasis. Emphasis, I mean emphasis, is good to establish truth. If truth keeps changing, it's not the truth. Truth is consistent. So if I tell you Jesus is the only way you are saved, I can't come and say any other thing. That is why Jesus is not a way. One way. He is the way. It's emphatic. No argument. It's proven through our scripture. So the scriptures are boundary for every truth we establish. The scriptures. What I mean by the scriptures, I mean from Genesis, from Genesis to Malachi. Scriptures. If we want to establish a doctrine, a way of teaching. Doctrine, a way of teaching. If we want to say this is a Christian teaching that we pass it on, it has to go through two or three witnesses. It shouldn't be something that happened once in the Bible. We can't use it as doctrine. What is the proof? What if the person who said it, the only person was lying? Or what if it was not true? Should I give you an example? Miracle money. Please. There is no bank in heaven. That has been throwing money into anybody's account. Money is a legal tender. It has to come to you either by working or by a gift. It's as simple as that. If angels distribute money, you should come to church, lock these doors, pray, let them bring dollars from Africa, uh, from heaven. See how our church building is waiting for their money. It is his house. If God wants to build anything, seriously, you should be building that thing. The money is not coming, so we have stopped. He shows you that money doesn't come from heaven. Money comes from people. It's as simple as that. So before you start, you see, the church has created a lot of hypocrites, liars, exaggerators. So sometimes even the testimonies are overhyped. I was just going. Tell us what the Lord has done. I believe in miracles. I believe in testimonies. But I can tell you emphatically, over 25 years of being in ministry, I've seen a lot of lies. Sometimes we hype things. So it looks. But a lot of the things that sometimes we claim are miracle. Some of them, if we take our time to scrutinize it, you can't take human effort from some of the things you talk about. You didn't just walk and a contract just came from heaven. Tell us you have been chasing them and they are not mine. Then you prayed and somehow. That makes a lot of. So let's say, as I'm sitting here, all of a sudden we come to church and there's a letter on this stage. It's written, Prophet Gilbert appointed as the minister of finance. It can be a miracle from God. But how would I operate that miracle? Because I was not good at mass. I was not good. Everybody and his ability. When it comes to dancing, I was good. Everybody and his strength. One thing I didn't like was math and science. Forget it. Literature. Aha. Some things. So if God gives you, in quotes, such miracles, if you, you don't operate in fraudulence, you can't enjoy the so-called God-created miracle. As simple as that. So, if we are not real, the church is created a lot of lazy people. And sometimes, if we don't take care, our so-called faith is making us not function with our head. They are very gifted people, 
who can use their God-given gifts and natural talents to work hard. But they are hiding on one mountain praying for a breakthrough. So that the breakthrough will walk to the mountain and give you that job you are looking for. And then the prayers will do the job whilst you are on the mountain. So if we don't use the scriptures, the reason why the scriptures are the boundaries for Christian living is that Christianity was built on the scriptures. For example, if Ghana has a constitution, so everything you do, it has to be constitutional. If the president frees somebody, there's something they call amnesty. If the president gives somebody amnesty, it doesn't care what the person has done. It doesn't matter. Lawyers or other people will then ask, was it in the president's constitutional rights to give that person? You can argue day and night, there is a precedence they follow. Has it been done before? If it's been done before, it goes. So in Christianity, we don't keep manufacturing, innovating things. The foundation has been built. The life has been lived in the scriptures. All we come and do is not to build a new one, but to follow what has been built. That's why I said something like raising the dead, which the church should be doing rampantly. We are not raising the dead. We are making millionaires you can't find in the Bible. We have the gift of making millionaires, which you can't find that gift. Even Jesus didn't operate it. I've said it a thousand times. If Jesus had anointing to make millionaires, he should start with his mother. His mother should have been the richest woman in Israel. The mom wasn't. His father was poor till he died. His earthly father, Joseph. Carpenter, he didn't move to contractor. He stayed a carpenter till he died. Brethren in Christ. Please, 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 please. But when I look in the Bible, I see cripples walking. You see Jesus doing it. The disciples following it. Even Paul took it to the next level. When others were laying hands, Paul would not lay hands. They just line up the sick on the road. And whilst he is passing, his shadow is touching them and they are walking. This is the power we must see in the house of God. Power must be seen. Not churches. Organizing. I've done that some before, so don't worry. Health screening. Buying medicine for sick people. Praise the Lord, it's good. But our first objective is not to buy medicine. Our first objective is to heal the sick. By laying down our hands. As that our faith can't do the surgery, we take them to Kolebu for surgery. So what's our yastic? Why we shouldn't faith, we are faithing. Why we should faith, we are not faithing. You should be using our faith to heal the sick. And encourage people to go and work and upgrade themselves to make money. I can tell, I've told you. The first 10 richest people in the world, none of them was anointed by a pastor. If they do, if, 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 if they do that, then they are even embarrassing the anointing of God. If truly the anointing of God can make you rich. And yet the first 10 was not anointed by any pastor. That means God's anointing lasts capacity. Because Bill Gates... The one sitting on top, he doesn't believe God exists. Yet he's number one. So if God really anoints people to be rich, the first person should have been a born-again Christian. Then we all say that just like Prophet Gilbert prophesied to Bill Gates, and from nowhere, he didn't work. He was sitting down. The angels brought bags of dollars. Then he became the same way. You are less on the line. Let somebody shout the louder your amen. You are less on the line. Then you are shouting. It's only in church we shout to be millionaires. When the real millionaires are working, we will shout to be rich. Come on, shout! Hey! Then you are a millionaire. If shouting makes millionaire, a class of folk and supporters should be richer than anybody in the world. They shout to. Amen. So, the scriptures are our guidelines. Whatever we do, it has to be scriptural. Anything we discuss. There is nothing like this is a special revelation God gave me. God is not dealing with anybody personally with any form of revelation. That concerns the church. 
You see, truth is painful. And sometimes people know the truth, but maybe selfishness, dishonesty, pride is making people run away from the truth. The truth is you can't speak the truth if you don't deny yourself. I preached a message in a church. The pastor comes to me and says, Prophet, I'm very angry with you. Hey, what have I done? What I preached, was it not in the Bible? He said it was in the Bible. But I had taught it in a different way. He says, all the Greek words you quoted, I went to check. It is exactly. But you're embarrassing me before your, my people. Why were you over-expanding the scripture? You were teaching it too much. So, I, 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 so the problem exactly is not that the scriptures are wrong. The problem is his integrity is at stake. So my question is, do you care more about your integrity, personal pride, than the lives of people? The scriptures are boundary. We can't do anything without the scriptures. The scriptures define what we do. And anything we do, how we do it, that is why Paul's letter to Philemon, he says that the communication of our faith will become effective. The effectiveness of our Christian work is our ability to acknowledge every good thing that is in us. So that knowledge part of Christianity can't be thrown away. Our churches are filled with dancing. They dance more than they learn. I went to preach for a man of God. He says, you have 20 minutes. And I was wondering what I was saying in 20 minutes. The whole service, that plenty service, they dance for one hour and preach for 20 minutes. So people will swear, they dance. By the time I reached the preaching, they were sleeping. Because of my bread. They are tired. The way they have been jumping around. I feel the the year is running out. Please, let's go through these things quickly. As a recap. We've been looking at salvation. The ABC of salvation. Salvation is the word suteria. Suteria. S-O-T-E-R. I-A, suteria, or sozo, S-O-Z-O, sozo, suteria, or sozo, S-O-Z-O, sozo. It means preservation, safety, deliverance, preservation, safety, deliverance. That's why when you are saved, you don't need deliverance. No born-again Christian needs deliverance. The deliverance happens when you receive the life of Christ. Because that salvation is the same word for deliverance. Paul explained it in us. He says, delivered from the power of darkness to his marvelous light. So the things that used to bother you when you didn't have Christ have no right to bother you when you are in Christ. Why? Because now the life you have is no more your life. The old is gone, the new has come. So if I have the spirit of God in me, where will demons sit? We just have imaginary demons in the church of God. Because if you are living on the life of Jesus, can Jesus be possessed? If Jesus can be possessed with demons, you can be possessed with demons. It's as simple as that. So we've been looking at salvation, salvation, salvation. Why do we need to be saved? Who can be saved? You can't talk about salvation without talking about the love of God. You can't talk about salvation without the love of God. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So the reason why a man is saved is because of the magnitude of God's love. Paul said the length, the breadth, the width, the depth of his love. Explains salvation. So there is no way we can study the subject of salvation outside the love of God. The love of Christ is the reason for salvation. The love of Christ 
is the reason for salvation. Then we also looked at who can be saved. And we concluded that all men can be saved. That in salvation, no man is precluded from salvation. 1 Timothy chapter 2 from verse 1 to 6. No man, no man, it doesn't matter who the person is. Anybody can be saved. In your eyes, the person is very bad. But to God, all men. Let's go. 1 Timothy chapter 2, reading from verse 1. Uh I exhort therefore that, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Mm -hmm. For kings. For kings. Then he starts explaining all men. He says all men. Then he says even including kings. I know maybe the king in your village has been taking your land. He's included. And for all that are in authority. He says and for all that are in authority. Some of us, we think as long as somebody has power, he's evil. All politicians are going to hell. It's amazing how we think. We forget that before somebody is a politician, a president, a minister of state, they are first human beings. They live in a house. They have family. They reason. Somebody goes to them. So don't think some people are aliens from somewhere. So they, they are all going to hell. No. He says, I exhort you to pray. He's talking to the church. That you should be praying. If better still, he's speaking to Timothy, the pastor. Pastor, be praying for all the people in authority. Don't be praying. It's not that you are praying that who is going to be the next president of Ghana. No. What did he say? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. He says when we pray for them, we will lead a quiet and peaceable life. In all godliness in and In all honesty. godliness and in honesty. For this is good and acceptable for this in the is sight good of God and our acceptable Savior. In the sight of God our Savior. Who will have all Why men. are we supposed to pray? Because God will have that all what? Men to be saved. All what? Can you say after me please? All men to be saved, and to including come. Boko Haram people. All men is all men. God wants all men. It doesn't matter their religious background, their religious belief today. It doesn't matter what they stand for. God wants all men to be saved. All men, continue. And to come unto the knowledge of the truth. He says that all men will be saved and then when they are saved, they will come to the knowledge of what? The truth. For there is one God. For there is one God. There is one God. And one mediator between God and man. And between God and man, there is a man who is a mediator between God and man. The man Jesus Christ. The man Jesus Christ. Christ. It's important that we understand that there is somebody between God and man and that is the man Jesus Christ. We have known, I've said, that all through the years we focus more on the divinity of Christ and a little on his humanity. Jesus became man and for salvation, for us to understand salvation very well, we must understand the man Jesus. The man Jesus is the star boy in the story of salvation. Am I making sense? Continue. Who gave himself a ransom for all? He says, please underline the word, he gave himself. Meaning he made a choice. I will get there. He made a choice. He gave himself for a ransom for all, not some people. These are some of the things that keeps me thinking as a pastor, as I'm a student of the Bible. That is amazing that the love of God is really shown to the world. For God so loved the world. He gave. So sometimes when you think that some people don't deserve God's forgiveness, something is wrong with you. Because consistently through scripture, the love of God is really shown for the whole world. In fact, the prosperity of the world is not from the devil, it's from God. The reason why prosperity is not exclusive to Christianity is that the God that loves this world has blessed this world. That anywhere you plant, it will germinate. That's blessed.
So that mentality of because I am a child of God, I will prosper. You are deceiving yourself. The earth has been blessed by God. So anybody, it doesn't matter who you are. Why are unbelievers succeeding more than Christians? They are just applying principles of this world because in business it's not spiritual. Go and speak tongues and go and stand there. And you don't shout. It's not prayer. It's business strategy. I went to a shop some time ago in, in, in the US. I know how white people have a funny way they see black people. But this white old man had time for me. He will bring almost every suit in the shop that I should try it. He just see me inside the suit. He just feels, the moment he sees me, he just feels like the suit was made for me. That the designer had me, my picture. Hey! Brethren, I was just going to buy one suit. I ended up buying five. Because of how. And it felt good. That a black African boy, a white man is just having my time. Putting the suit on me. Giving me compliments. That I forgot I had a budget. It's business skills that anointing doesn't bring. Some people are rude with anointing and they are suffering. Some people are dishonest with anointing. They'll tell you, oh, by four o'clock, your things will be ready. You call them, their phones are off. Who wants to deal with you again? Some people will even take your money. Brother in Christ, he has taken your money, yet he is not delivering in Christ. And when they are broke, they will say there's a demon in their father's house that has been fighting prosperity. So for, I don't know why. Any money that touches my hand. Now I go and sit in the shop. Nobody is coming. Why would they come? How many people did you owe? Or how many people are you owing? So before we stop, start blaming God, anointing, ask yourself, what part did you play? Salvation comes to play with the man, Jesus Christ. You can write it down. It's very important. Salvation comes to play with the man, Jesus Christ. So I said, if we don't understand the concept of Christ's humanity, we can't comprehend the salvation of our soul. If we don't understand the concept of Christ's humanity, we can't comprehend the salvation of our soul. What I simply means, if we don't understand the man's side of Jesus, we can never understand how a human being is saved. So to understand how you get born again, you must then understand the man Jesus. There is the man's side of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. John chapter 1 from verse 12. He says, and we beheld the glory, which is the glory of the only begotten, full of grace. We'll be looking at some key scriptures today. Mm. Are you with me? So then we decided at the next stage of the teachings that humanity is divided or defined by two men or two men. It's grammatically wrong, but it makes sense in my head. There are two men, Adam and Adam, they define humanity. If you don't understand these two Adams, you will still be struggling to understand how one is saved. Why, why do we need salvation? So there is the first Adam and then the second Adam. 2 Corinthians 15, 45, 46, 47. So we have two Adams. You have to know this as a student of the Bible. That there are two Adams. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 45. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, reading from verse 45. And so it is written, uh -huh. The first man Adam was made a living soul. The first man Adam was made, what? A, a living, living soul. soul. So there was a first man who was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. The last Adam. So there are two Adams. The last and the first. 
how be that was not first which is spiritual. He says, why is it that they didn't make the spiritual one first? But that which is natural. But they made the natural Adam first. And afterward that which is spiritual. Then after they made the one who is spiritual. The first man is of the earth. He says the first man was of the earth. So please, Adam was not created in heaven. When people hear Eden, they think Eden is in heaven. The first man was of the earth. Simple English. Of the earth. He was created from the earth. If he was in heaven, which clay were they using in heaven? There is no clay in heaven. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Then he says the second Adam is who? The Lord from where? From heaven. John chapter 1 verse 12, 13. Let's clarify this simple. John chapter 1 reading from verse 12. But as many maybe start from eleven, eh? He came unto his own, his own. Verse eleven. He came unto his own. He came unto his own. And his own received him not. And his own received him not. But as many as received him, as many as received him to them gave he power to become, he gave the, sons power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name, uh-huh. which were born not which of were blood, born not of blood, nor of the will of the nor flesh, of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, nor of the will of man, but of God. But of God. And the word was made flesh. He says, and the word was what? John chapter 1 verse 1. He says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. So by 14, I've said to you that the scriptures were not written in verses. They were written as a whole book. And to sometimes understand scriptures, you read it in paragraph. So he expects you to be you have to have read from verse 1 to know when he says in the beginning was the word. If he says in verse 14, and the word became flesh, you don't start asking which word. He he thinks you are reading on. So when you read in verse 1, in the beginning was the word. Then he says the word was what? With God. And the word was what? Go to verse 1, please. Just watch In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with the God. The word was with God. And the word was God. Then he says the word was God. So if he says the word was God, and he comes to 14 and he says, and the word became flesh, he says, and God became flesh. Is it making sense? So, the word which is God became flesh. That is why the scripture says there is only one mediator between God and man, which is not a God, but the man, Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 2, verse 5. 1 Timothy chapter 2, reading verse 5. Uh-huh. For there is one God. He says, for there is one God. And one mediator between and God and man. And one mediator between God and who? And men. The man Christ Jesus. The man. The man, not the God. It's important you know the humanity of God, of Christ. He became flesh. So, if God became man, we'll be looking at the qualities of a man then it will solve some of the questions we ask in the Gospels that we shouldn't ask. The man, Jesus. So, I said there are two men that defines humanity. The first, Adam. The last, Adam, who is also the second. So, go back to 1 Corinthians 15, 46. How be it that was not first which is spiritual? How be it that the first, which is, the first should have been the spiritual? He is thinking... But that which is natural. But that which is natural and came first. That which and is then spiritual. afterwards, the spiritual came. The first man is of the earth. The earthy. first man is of the earth. Earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. The second man. So, the, the original Greek uses the second Adam. The original Greek, you will see man there, you see Adam. The second Adam is the Lord from heaven. So, Jesus is known as the second and the last Adam. The reason he is the last Adam is that there is no Adam after him. So, we came to a point and understood that there were two men, two Adams. The first Adam, who is in Genesis, who was created. Please note this, it's very important. If you, don't, if you, if you miss this thing, you, 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 you miss the teaching. So, you have to get it very clear. One, when God created the Adam, the first one in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, he created him with an intent. And the intent was, he was creating him like himself. God has power, dominion. 
God is in charge of all things. He says, let's create somebody like us. How is the person going to be like us? The person will also have dominion. Genesis chapter 1, 26. Let's go. And God said, mm -hmm. let us make man in our image, mm -hmm. after our likeness, mm -hmm. and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Let, let them have dominion. Now, watch this. Can you go again? Everybody look at something again. Start from the beginning. And God said, let us make what? Man in our image. The word is man. But look at the second sentence. He says what? After our likeness. Uh -huh. And let them have dominion over let the them, fish of let the sea. Let who? Them. He's using them. Please start again. I want you to follow me. It's very simple to get. And God said. God said. Let us make man Let in our us image. make man in our image. After our likeness. After our likeness. And let them have dominion now over Now he's using fish. them. Why? Because Adam in Genesis is not just a name. He represents the human race. Adam is a function. So, the one man was representing the whole human breed. That is why he's using plural for him. Am I making sense? Two men. One is Adam, the first man, who represents the whole human race. So, don't only see Adam as a name for an individual, but see Adam as a race, as a title, as a progenitor, somebody who represents the whole humanity. That is why his action affects all of us. Because he is not an individual, he is a race. So his action affects the whole race. Because the dominion was not given only to men. Power to dominate, to replenish the earth, fill the whole earth, was not given to man. So that is why it is not only the male that produces children, that the male leads the female. Continue. You understand it better. After our likeness. After our likeness. And let them have dominion over the let fish of the them, sea. Let them, them have dominion. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the fowl of the air. And over the fowl of the air. And over the cattle. And over the cattle. And over all the earth. And over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon Everything the earth. Everything is over, over, over. So, please write this thing now. It's very important. The human race was given dominion and authority over everything on this earth. The human race was given dominion and authority. Please, you can write this too. Adam is a race represented by a person at creation. Adam, or the first Adam, is a race represented by a person at creation. The second Adam is also a race represented by Jesus Christ. This is so important. That the first Adam was represented in creation by one person. The second Adam, who is Jesus, also represented the whole human race. Each one of them, whatever they did, they didn't do it for themselves only. They did for the whole race. Does it make sense? Are you following Okay. Romans chapter 5 from verse 1. Watch this. Romans chapter 5, reading from verse 1. Mm -hmm. Therefore, being justified by faith. He said, therefore, we have been justified by faith. We have peace with God Anybody that Jesus believes Christ. in Jesus, you have been justified by faith. Means you have right standing with God. I want you to hear this and hear it again. Every believer has a right standing with God. There is no time God is angry with you. Because you have been right standing with God is not by your action, but by what Christ did. Are you following? He says, therefore, be justified by what? You are justified by faith. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. Can you imagine I have a right standing with God? Why would I be in confusion? I have peace. I'm not about to have peace. I don't pray for peace. I have it. If you have something, you don't pray for what you have. I have peace.
peace with God. He says the reason why I have peace with God, meaning God is not angry with me, God is not looking for to kill me, is that he said it came through the Lord Jesus. And he explains, verse 2. By whom also we have access by faith. He says by this same Jesus, we have access by what? Not action, by faith. Into this grace. Where we we what? So we are standing in a certain grace, unmerited favor. Grace is the gift of God, the gift of Jesus' life. We are standing in this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Ah, this is a place you should shout glory. Talk to me. And not only so. He says, and not only so. But we glory in tribulation We even glory in tribulation. Look, because of what Christ has done and the access I have with God and the peace I have with God, even in tribulation, I have joy. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. I know that tribulation worketh what? Patience. Patience. And patience experience. And patience experience. And experience hope. And experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. And hope maketh not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed hey, abroad Because in the our love heart. of God is that what? Shed, shed abroad in our hearts. By the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. Which is given unto us. Which is given unto us. For when we were yet without because strength. Because when we were even sinners. In due time. In due time, Christ died for the Christ ungodly. Christ died for who? He died for who? Even when you were ungodly, he died for you. Not now that you are in him. Continue. For scarcely for a righteous man He says it is very rare for anybody to die for even a good man. Yet peradventure for a good man. Yet for a peradventure a good man. Some would even dare to die. Some would even dare to die. But God commended but his God love But God showed us. his love. You see, the uttermost showing of God's love is when we were sinners. Can you imagine? Yet they tell you because you are a sinner, God is running away from you. Talk to me. But God commended God his love towards us. God commended his love towards us. In that. In that. While we were yet sinners. In that whilst we were what? We were still in our sins. Christ died for Christ us. Christ died for us. Much more than. Much more than. Being now justified by his blood. He says, much more. Even when I was a sinner, he died for me. Not now that I have been justified by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath hey, through him. We shall be saved from wrath through him. Through him. For if. For if. When we were enemies. When we were enemies. We were reconciled to God. We were reconciled. When I was an enemy of God, I was reconciled unto him. By the death of by his son. By the death of his son. Much more. Much more. Being reconciled. Oh, come on we now. Shall so be it, saved it, it, by is, his it is it is so disappointing for them to tell you you're a believer. They don't know if you will make heaven. He's telling you. How many times should he repeat it? When you were a sinner, he died for you. How much more now that you are justified that through his son he will save you? That heaven has become a seed sowing. Sow a seed into you, you're going to heaven. If you don't fast and pray, you will not make heaven. Heaven is not a prayer point. Heaven is a gift of God. To anybody that believes, 31st night I have a message. The things that Jesus gives is the title of my message. Please, for your information, for later emphasis, Jesus doesn't give anything tempera. He doesn't give anything tempera. No. No. Forget it. Read me scripture. Let's follow, please. And not only so. He says, not only so. But we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Please, can you read that one again? I missed it. Verse 11. 10 again. 10. 10. Verse 10. 10. Verse 10. For if when we were For if enemies, when we were enemies, we were reconciled. We were reconciled as enemies. To God by the death of his son. Much more. Much more. Being reconciled. Being reconciled. Now we have been. When we were enemies. He reconciled us. Now we have been reconciled. We shall so be I am saved. standing in a place of reconciliation. Amen. We shall be saved by his life. We shall be what? By what? His life. His life. Not your life. So what is bringing your salvation is not your life. The reason why you will be saved is that you are living on his borrowed life. You shall be saved by what? His life. 
not your life. So your going to heaven is not about you. His life. Talk to me. And not only so. And not only but so. But we also joy in God through our he Lord says, Jesus Christ. He says, but we Christ. also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom we have now received He says, by whom we have now, not about you. We have received what? The atonement. What is atonement? He has re- we have received the payment of our sin. So any form of punishment has been paid for. We have received. It's not a check that is now waiting for a day to clear. We have received. So it has been cleared. My account has been credited. Yes. Are you following? So this is the first part. I love from verse 12 to 21. Verse 12. Wherefore, Wherefore, as by one man, as by one man sin entered into the sin world. entered into the world. And death hold by on, s- Hold on, hold on. Note this point. It's important. Man, man was not created a robot. Man was not a robot. Number two, man was not created an independent being. Even though he was not a robot, he was not an independent being. Number three, he was not a predetermined being. What I mean by predetermined is that his actions were not determined for him. Because number four, God gave him a will. If you don't have a will, you are a robot. If you have a will, you are not. You have decision to make. So Adam can choose because he had a will. Are you following? Verse number five. Man had dominion, but his authority was not sovereign. He had dominion, but his authority was not sovereign. So man was not a robot. Man was not a predetermined being. Man had a will. He made choices. But I also said man was not independent meaning he depended on somebody. Then I said he had absolute authority, dominion, but he was not sovereign. He was not sovereign because he had somebody on top of him. Sovereignty is having nobody on top of him. Man had absolute control over everything, But his authority was not sovereign. He had to operate under a certain jurisdiction. He had somebody on top of him. So the fact is, he is not a robot. God doesn't control him without his will. If God controlled him without his will, God would have pressed Adam, Adam, no eating of the tree of life. The other will go. Then he sees this is tree of life. Touch not. Forward movement. That's robot. That's predetermined. Adam was not. Adam had absolute control with a will. Even though he had a will, there was a God who has set rules. And the rule is the day you eat of the fruit, you will die. That is sovereignty. So you can do whatever you like, but when you break the law of sovereignty, the law of sovereignty will deal with you. So God did not Make Adam eat the fruit. Let me say this. People confuse sovereignty and think. No, let me say it this way. I'm moving very ahead of myself. That's why. I want to bring you to a place you can really understand. Please watch this. If God did not know Adam will eat the fruit, then he is not God. God knowing was not his will. 
because God does not live in time, he knows everything within time. I'm saying it again. God does not live in time. Anybody who doesn't live in time knows everything ahead of time because he's not bound by time. That's why God knows things. Not because he wants to know. It's because he lives out of time. We are human beings. We live within time. We have a beginning. We have an end. Because we are human beings within time, that's why we don't know things in time. But he, he is not in time. So he knows even the end before it starts. Because he is not in time. So the fact that God knew Adam would eat was not that God permitted him to eat. He just knows. Even though, when I start teaching about sovereignty, we will still say God has to take some form of responsibility. And the form of responsibility is not that he wanted it to happen. If he didn't create Adam, will he eat anything? So that's where God comes in. If he created Adam and didn't give him a choice, would he eat the thing? So because he created man and gave man the ability to choose, if man was created without a choice and God was regulating him, we would say, ah, God, you did it now. But God's motive was to have a human being who thinks on his own and do things on his own. But under his rules. Romans 5, 12. Let's go. Everybody, please. Wherefore? Wherefore? As by one man. As by one man. Sin entered into the world. Sin entered into this world. Please. The devil did not bring sin. He has no power for that. I will be dismantling the devil for you. I promise you. In this series. The devil did not. He says by one man. He didn't say by the devil, sin came into the world. Number two, he didn't say, and God created sin. God has no evil in him. Evil is not from God. Evil was not created by God. The one who brought sin to this world, who made sin to enter the creation of God, was one man. Ladies and gentlemen, there was a world without sin. Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2 is not one day. Oh, don't make an error. Oh, God created the first day, the second day, then the third day, Adam sinned. No. No, 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 no. They had a world that had no sin until sin came in. Creation was done in days, but after creation was done, the experience in Genesis chapter 3 was not one day experience. Creation, as we read, is done in six days. And God rested on the seventh day. So it's not the eighth day and then Adam ate the fruit. Nine day, God threw them away. Ten day, no, 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 no. no. The counting ceased. So there was a life without sin. A life that had no death. Death was introduced by Adam. God told him, the day you eat, you will die. So if you went to eat it, you brought death. There was no death in the world. Please read scripture. As by one man, sin entered As into by the one world. man, don't forget, one man defines the human race. So by the first man, Adam, sin entered into this world. And death by sin. And then when sin was coming, it was accompanied by his cousin called death. And so, so the human being was not created to die until... The God of the world, Adam, invited death to come. Please, there is nothing like God sending death. Evil doesn't come from God. James 1.13. We'll come back here. James chapter 1 verse 13. Let no man say when he is tempted. Let no man say when he is tempted. I am tempted of God. I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with For evil. For God cannot be tempted with what? He cannot be tempted at any time with evil. Neither tempted. Neither does man. he tempt any man. 
But every man is tempted. He says, when any man is being tempted, when he is drawn away, you are drawn away of your own lust and desire. And when the desire, then when lust hath conceived, when the desire has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. It brings forth sin. Can you see how long even sin is born? Processes. And sin, when it is finished, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. So, by one man, let's go back. Wherefore, Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Uh-huh. Wherefore, as by one man sin Wherefore, entered as by into one the world, man sin entered into this world, and death by sin, and then death by sin, and so death passed upon all men. So death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For that, for that reason, because of what Adam did, all have what? Sinned. It's a simple thing. One man's action made everybody a sinner. Talk to me. For until the law. She said, for until even Moses brought the law. Sin was in the world. Sin was even in the world because Adam had brought it. But sin is not imputed. But nobody was charged with their sin. When there was no law. Because there was no law. If the traffic light is not working and you cross, who will beat you for it? No policeman can arrest you. Hey, even though the traffic light is there, but it's not working, he can't say, what did you cross? So sin was in the world, but there was no law to put judgment on people until Moses brought the law. So understand that the punishing of people for sin was not even orchestrated by God. Continue. Verse 14. 14. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. So if not Moses, Ghana will even have constitution. We will all just be there. Death reigned from Adam to Moses. He said, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Even over them that had even not sinned. Even over the people who didn't even sin like Adam sinned. After the similitude of Adam's transgression. Uh-huh. Who is the figure of him that was to come. Okay. But not as the offense. He says, but not as the offense. So also is the free gift. So also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, for if through the offense of one, many be dead. Watch this. This is important. If through the offense of one man, Adam, many are dead. Much more the grace. He of says, God, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace and the gift that comes with the grace of God. Which, the gift that comes with the grace of God is eternal life. The gift that comes with the grace of God is forgiveness of sin. Much more. The grace of God. The grace of God. And the gift by grace. And the gift that grace brings. Which is by one man. Which is also by one man. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus and Adam defines the human race. Each of them, their action brings the human race to a place. Adam's action. Continue before I paraphrase it. You hear it. It's very simple. Many. Uh-huh. And not as it was by one that sinned. Not as it was by one that sinned. So is the gift. So is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. The judgment was by one man's action to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. <laughs> he said that Adam did only one sin and everybody became a sinner. But the free gift that Jesus gives many offenses, but everybody is justified. For if 17 is where we are going. Everybody look at 17. Can we read the 17 all together? Ready, go. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one. Therefore, as by the offense of one Adam. Judgment came upon judgment all came men upon all men unto condemnation. Even so, by even the so, of one. even so, by what? The righteousness of the one. The righteousness of one man, Jesus. The free gift came. The upon free all gift men. came upon who? All men. Upon who? Unto justification Abba. of life. Don't pastors see these scriptures? Why are we preaching condemnation? He says by one man. So I, I don't know how they accept this one. The Adam sin and we are all sinners. But they don't want to accept that Jesus' righteousness has made all of us righteous. Pause here. Pause. Say pause. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5. From 17. We will come here. 
Second Corinthians chapter 5, reading from verse 17. And watch this. It's Therefore, if any man be in Christ. You can start from 17, 16. Verse 16. Uh-huh. Wherefore, henceforth, 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 know we no know man we after know the flesh. Know we no man after the flesh. Don't. Yes. Though we have known Christ after if, the flesh. Listen, though you have known Christ after the flesh. Yet now henceforth know we him no more. Now don't let's be looking at the Jesus that was in the Gospels. Therefore, therefore, if any man be if in Christ, if anybody is a born again, he is a new creature. You are a new creature. All things are passed all away. All things are passed away. Behold, behold, all things are all new. things that concerns you have become new. And all things are of God. And all things are of God. Who hath reconciled who us to himself? Who hath reconciled you to himself? By Jesus Christ. By who? Reconciliation has been mentioned again. And had given to us the and ministry he has given to of us the ministry of reconciliation to wait to wait that God was he says, in Christ. Let me explain what happened in this reconciliation. God was in Christ, reconciling the he world was reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their not trespasses, imputing unto them. their trespasses. God was in Christ, not taking people's sin against them. Talk to me. And had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. And he has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors he of says, Christ. He says now we are ambassadors of Christ. As though God did besiege you by us. As though God did besiege you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead. We pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God. Be ye reconciled. Next verse. Next verse. For he hath made him to be sin for us. He says, for he made Jesus one man to be sin for us. Who knew no sin. He knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So Jesus, who knew no sin, was made a sinner for the human race to become the righteousness of of God in him. Ah, Romans 5, 18. Romans chapter 5, reading from verse 18. Aha. Therefore, as by the offense of one, uh-huh. judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Judgment came upon all men unto condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification The free gift didn't come upon some men. All men. Unto mm-hmm. justification unto of life. Unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience. For as by one man's disobedience. Adam's disobedience. Many were made sinners. Many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one. So by the obedience of one. Shall many be made righteous. Papa, I think I've concluded. The point is that it's two men. Adam. So I said that in Adam. We are all sinners. In Christ, we are all righteous. You can't be saved in the first Adam. And you can't be unsaved in the second Adam. Do me one last favor. Romans chapter 5 from verse 17 in NLT translation. NLT translation. Romans chapter 5. Everybody watch the board. Common English. Those who don't like my English. For the sin of this one man, Adam. For the sin of this one man, Adam. Let me cross my leg and sit. You enjoy proper preaching from the Bible. Romans chapter 5, reading from verse 17. To 21. For the sin of this one man, Adam, Mm -hmm. caused death to rule over many. Mm -hmm. But even greater is God's wonderful grace mm-hmm. and his gift of righteousness. Mm-hmm. For all who receive it will live in triumph mm-hmm. over sin mm-hmm. and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Abaya. Yes. Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. Uh-huh. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Abba. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. Ah. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. Uh-huh. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, 
-hmm. Now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I thought you would shout a better glory. Amen. How simple can it be? Amazing love. How can it be? That my God should die for me. Come on, bless him for what he did. Father, I thank you that you died for me. This was a message from the General Overseer of Yakal House, Reverend Gilbert Osei. We are available anytime for prayer, support, and counseling. Please don't hesitate to call us on 0544-600-600. That's 0544-600-600. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it.